and we are live. Welcome everybody to Casual Cognition. We have a uh, very fun episode for you today. I didn't actually mention to you, Bo, that uh, Hank and I are, are trying out live intros, so this is our Ooh, intro here. Is- yeah. All right. I have some nice hey, music playing underneath this. It's real. It's, oh, it's yeah. real smooth. Yeah. So um, Hank is actually out of town right now. So I decided. Um, we. Oh yeah. I didn't even mention this to you either. We had another guest episode that we had lined up for this, and it, there was some technical difficulties, and and I came back to him. I was like, I can't. I can't even make this work. There were some some major issues. So at the last minute, I thought, you know, I will call Bo Vermillion, the great Bo Vermillion, to have a conversation, spontaneous podcast. So this is right off the cuff, no preparation, no nothing. I told him, I asked him about this like a few hours ago. So... Man, I think this is the best way to do it. This is this is the like best this way often. to do it. This is the best way to do it. So, welcome to the Spontaneous Podcast, everybody. Now, Bo, I think you know what I'm going to ask you about here. I certainly hope I do. Have you heard about the slap heard around the world? I I heard the slap, and I saw the slap, <laughs> and oh it's... It has provided me a lot of entertainment today. Oh, my God. It's been so great. Okay, so maybe we should uh, we should uh, introduce this topic to those who haven't heard about this particular incident because it's silly and completely meaningless and hilarious, and, and there's been so much, like, dramatic shit going on. And, and I, I would actually enjoy chatting with you about some of the more serious stuff later on, but... Um, I'd love to start off with this very, very silly thing that just happened. So, for those who aren't aware, last night, during the Oscars, you know, typically a very serious event, you know, and at least they make themselves out to be a serious event, you know, I I don't think too many people have taken the Oscars too seriously for a long time, but... They try to make themselves out to be this uh, this pretty uh, solemn, serious event. And, you know, there's a little lighthearted fun. So Chris Rock, was he the host? I think that's what it was. He was the host. I don't know. I, th- I thought that he was actually just introducing he was just the introducing documentary somebody? award. Okay. I think Amy Schumer was the host is what I saw. I could be wrong about okay, that. Okay. Okay. I don't even know. who. So, so Chris Rock had the, let's just say Chris Rock had the microphone. Because um, I didn't watch it either. Uh, obviously, I, I just saw this this thing. Um, so he had the microphone, and he was making fun of Will Smith's wife, Jada Smith. And um, so, so as a little background, a little aside, Jada Smith has what people are making a big deal about it is cause called alopecia. Which alopecia is a fancy name for hair loss. That's that's what has happened. She she doesn't have cancer or anything. She has uh, has gone bald, which you know is is uh, is a bummer for anybody, especially a woman. And um, but you know it's not like she's got some kind of terminal illness or something. She's she's lost her hair for some um, unexplained reason. Um, 
and this is this has been going on for a long time. I think it started like a few years ago, like back in like 2018. And she's uh, she's gr- grown some of it back, so it's like close cropped now. And Chris Rock made a GI Jane joke, essentially. I forget exactly the, the, the exact wording, but it, it went it went along the lines of like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing you star in the new G.I. Jane sequel or something like that. And Will Smith got up on stage and just full on slapped Chris Rock across the face. Like he slapped the shit like out of Chris bitch Rock. Slapped him. <laughs> and Chris Rock was shocked, and there was, uh, I actually, I, I, I said the same thing that a lot of people did, um, which is, like, at first I thought this was, like, a staged thing, because Will Smith got up, slapped him across the face, and Chris Rock was like, oh, what the fuck, like, I just got the shit smacked out of me by Will Smith, like, uh, he, he was shocked, and Will Smith came away kind of like smiling about it, and so I, at first I was like, "Was this staged or something?" And then after after that, like the room was quiet, and Will Smith yells out, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth!" And everybody's quiet, and he's like, and Chris Rock is like, "It was a GI Jane joke, man!" And then he says again, "Keep my wife's name out." Yo, fucking mouth. Like, really pissed off. And the whole room is quiet. Everybody's quiet. And it's this really awkward moment. And Chris Rock is like, I was gonna. I was gonna. Like, chill out, man. And then he tries to, like, you know, kind of move on and, 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 and goes on with the, with the presentation. And it was just this very, very strange, crazy moment. And the, the whole internet has gone nuts <laughs> with this thing. And I think it's it's hilarious because ten times more people who ever watch the Oscars have seen this incident, and now it's just it's 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 probably bigger than Ukraine right now. <laughs> like that's where the in America in comes America in, I should is say, in America. The Oscars uh, like viewings have have been just in the shitter for a while that's what i was thinking like is this is it makes sense that this would be staged but when you look at chris rock's face after it happened you can kind of tell he seemed really shocked by it i Uh, i think it was a genuine moment i think it was a genuine moment i i think that and you, you know this is this is one thing that's very strange is that will smith and jada smith's relationship is one of the weirdest things one of the weirdest celebrity relationships i've ever heard of and i actually remember reading about this a little while ago because every now and then i like to take a little break and and read a little celebrity gossip because it comes up since i read a lot of news and and like go onto a lot of news sites there's often like these these external links and stuff to celebrity gossip and so sometimes i'll i'll just cave and read some celebrity gossip stuff um because I don't really like do you do you remember like being in grocery stores and seeing like the covers of people magazines oh, and shit all the like tabloids that and, man I, I and, like, love wondering that shit. what the fuck was going on and and like here I, I remember like hearing people 
talk about celebrities, even whenever I was like in high school and stuff and feeling like out of the loop because I, I, I didn't give a shit about celebrities and I, I never really, I, I've, I, I can never bring myself to actually keep up with stuff. But every now and then it's funny to take a deep dive into some random celebrity gossip. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine sometimes. And this, this, this Will and Jada thing is a funny one because I, I don't know if you heard about this a, a while back, but Jada Smith actually, uh, her, her and Will had this very strange, like, open relationship. And she... Was it open? Because I, th- I thought that they were separated for a time, and then she they were separated for and started a time. dating her son's friend. Well, yeah, she fucked her son's friend. That was the big thing. But then, no, they they have kind of like this. Well, that's that's the thing. It's like it's like a mystery. Like, and and you know, that 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 is a um, one thing about this whole story is that like it's it's as with most celebrity gossip, is it anybody's business? But I think that it is. I would say that it is everybody's business if they want to air it that way. And the only reason people know about this is that she openly talked about it on a talk show, and her and Will Smith talked about it on a on a talk show. And so, yeah, like, that's they good, have definitely giving their, their consent. Yeah, like they've aired their <coughs> excuse me, they've aired their relationship. <coughs> oh man, excuse me, um, over like the the you know the public sphere. So, I think it's fair to to chat about it. It's interesting. If you're interested in in you know mindless celebrity gossip, gossip. But the 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 funny thing about their relationship, bringing it back to this instant incident, is that if you watch the video close, and this is one thing that I've seen a lot of people comment on, Will is like laughing at the joke. And then Jade is sitting over there, like, looking pissed off. And then the camera cuts away from them, and the next thing you see of them is Will getting on stage and smacking Chris Rock. (laughs) And there's been a bunch of people joking, like, oh, Jada just leaned over and, like, don't you fucking dare laugh at that shit. (laughs) It's it's possible. Okay, which one of of us is going to break this thing down first? Okay, um, I'm gonna let you go first because I've been I, I explained the situation, so you break it down first. So I don't know. Welcome to Casual it's, Cognition, it's... folks. The place <laughs> where the place you go for celebrity gossip. This is what we're you get for soup. a. <laughs> this is what you get for a free spontaneous day. You know, no, <laughs> no holds barred. Okay, there's gonna be zero actual content in this thing. <laughs> I don't know where this is going to go, but um, good places. I I don't know if this is a controversial opinion or not, but because I've seen a lot of the response online, it seems like people are very split. You're either on Chris Rock's side, you know, anything goes in comedy, you just have to accept it. And then there's plenty of people on Will Smith's side where it's, you know, the the honorable thing to do to stick up for your woman and defender honor and i honestly my my takeaway was this like is fair game like on both sides oh that's and we'll get to that because that is a hilarious take 
But I truly think all of it was fair game. I think the joke was fair game. I think the slap was fair game. I think the the backlash to Will Smith is fair game. I think the whole thing is fair game because as a comedian in, in for Chris Rock, there's a risk to um, making to to making a joke about somebody at their expense who's sitting right in front of you. <laughs> and you have to have the balls to just do that and face whatever consequences come. And then on Will Smith's side, it's like, yeah, the, uh, the adult, mature, normal fucking thing to do is to let a joke be a joke. And even if you don't like it, to let it slide. Because it's... The thing about this joke, it was so mild. Like, that was not a bad joke. It wasn't mean. He prefaced it by saying, I love you, Jada, and then went into um, G.I. Jane. It was a really mild joke. So he 100% overreacted. But I think, like, I think it's fair game on both sides. I don't think it's fair game to hit somebody over well, a joke i don't here's I, I, the thing that's though the it's thing. a slap it I, would be different if it was like a punch and it started a brawl well he went well, up there well, he, he slapped him in the face and he walked away well, and Chris I, what Rock i would stood say there and took it what i would say is that you, you you can have two things you you can have one of two things i should say you can slap him and you can slap him away from the stage don't inter- don't interrupt the don't interrupt the performance. Don't make a big scene out of slapping somebody. If you're gonna make that kind of totally performance, agree. you fucking punch a motherfucker. You better go up there. <laughs> you better if you're if you're gonna hit the king, you better kill the king in that situation. Otherwise, you're gonna look like a bitch, which I think Will Smith did. Or absolutely. Or you can the, 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 you know I already already said the two things. You can either slap a motherfucker behind the stage. With nobody watching, saying this, you know, don't fucking smack him, smack him, you know, don't fucking do that. Or you can make a big show of it, but you got to make a big show of it. Now you got to full fist, <laughs> you got full fist punch him. You can't, you can only have one of the, one of those two things. Um, I don't know. I, I thought I that like... I thought that Will's, uh, you know, that that I'm obviously joking. Um, but I, I truly, in all seriousness, I think that it wasn't cool of Will Smith to go up and hit him. Absolutely. In the middle of a fucking, you know, performance where where he's roasting somebody like that's that's not okay, you know. You can you I guess you can make an argument about like oh you can you're defending your woman or something behind 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 the stage afterwards confront him, you know. I I think that that the the more mature way to say that you're defending your woman would be after the performance going up to him in a private situation and being like hey that wasn't fucking cool and i'm not okay with that and you know giving him a dressing down in person and in a serious man-to-man way and and you know doing it in a way where obviously i'm sure i have no doubt that if will smith went up to chris rock and was like that was not okay this like I'm I'm neither of us found that funny. It hurt her feelings, and and th- that's that was not cool of you to do that. That he would apologize and and probably do an, a public apology, 
like I'm sure that Chris Rock would would take it okay if he went back and talked to him on a on a on a man to man basis. But I don't think that there's any excuse for getting up in the middle of the performance and smacking somebody. That is a fucking stupid and and childish and just ridiculous thing to do in my opinion 100 percent, and i agree with that so what i'm not saying that it was the right thing for Will i don't to think do, i don't think or, i don't think you're defending him no not at all he's he if anybody is in the wrong he is 100 percent in the wrong here <laughs> he, he came up it was it was really situation. like he came across as so fragile so immature it was like really a, a truly embarrassing overreaction for the world to see um and i totally agree there there are definitely other ways to handle that situation that don't make you look like a jackass um but there's also lots of people who saw this and started saying oh we just witnessed you know a celebrity millionaire be able to assault somebody on tv and completely get away with it with no consequences and when you take a guy slapping somebody over a joke that insulted his wife i that's what i'm saying is fair game because it's not like Uh, he didn't go out and it wasn't crazy violent it was just embarrassing and and so immature and childish on will smith's part but that's the risk that you're willing to take as a comedian when you're roasting people to their face. Yeah. Well, and Chris and Rock is not. It's just he it actually, was a crazy overreaction. I already saw that he's not pressing charges. And, yeah. and, yeah, I, and he I, shouldn't. I don't think no, he should. No, I think that, that. It would be weird if he did. No, the consequences to Will Smith should just be that we should just shame him for being a douchebag. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yep. It's just like, dude, I, I, why do you make me want to hate you? I love the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I love Independence Day. I love iRobot. I love a lot of your work, okay? I think you're a great actor. I think you you seem like a really nice guy. Why you gotta do this dumb shit to make me hate you? Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, shame him, you know? Exactly. But I think that that's probably what's gonna happen. This is just the, the stupid fucking incident that's gonna that's gonna go away i i that's why i actually think I'm, I'm happy that this happened i really should be thanking will smith because everybody is freaking out these days they're freaking out they're so concerned about so many things that are happening mm-hmm. all over the place this is a beautiful distraction Yes, and it was a it was a nice slap though. It was, it was a really nice slap, and Chris Rock took it like a boss. The, dude, he wasn't even phased. I already told I told our will this. Um, the memes that this is going to create <laughs> are going to be so gold. I mean, oh. I'm I'm just I'm stoked about the meme potential. <laughs> It's a. I'm so glad that it happened. I've already seen. Some. It's a great. One of them thing. popped up on my chest subreddit. <laughs> like it's already <laughs> happening. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's just a... it's just one of those silly things. It doesn't matter. There's no deeper no, thing. There's no deeper meaning to this. There's no need to tie it back to some 
political issue. It's just somebody getting a little too angry about something that they shouldn't have and doing mm-hmm. something dumb and the other person taking it on the chin and not making a big deal about it and everybody's going to have fun with it for a week and then forget about it. Just yep. classic gossip. And props to Chris Rock. He he handled he, he that very, very well. Um, I was surprised with how well he, he was able to just recover and just go on and not make a big deal out of it. Um, so there are – that's kind of the more fun aspect of the whole situation is just it, it was an embarrassing thing to happen. Um, it was entertaining and funny and wild and wacky. Yeah. Um but there are it does lead into a more serious conversation about um lines can you cross a line in comedy how do you find that line and what should the proper response be especially when we're talking about like uh comedy directed at specific individuals now with the roasting thing i mean we've seen ricky gervais roast the shit out of hollywood to their face time and time again at the oscars and people can get offended but nobody's going on stage to slap them what happened to the comedy Um, central roasts yeah like that's roasting is a very normal thing and you in this day and age you have to just take a joke take it on the chin you can like it or not but it's it's going to be the comic's job to make fun of people and you just have it to especially that. falls flat when you're somebody who's got like all the money in the fucking oh, world. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's absolutely. another thing. Like it's, it's even, even this is something that's going to be really insensitive, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> even the balding thing. It's like, come on, girl, you've got yeah. fucking so much money. <laughs> I don't have any money. <laughs> And she's one of like you honestly, can, she's one of the few can, women who pull off the 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 look. Yeah, she still, still looks look, great. Still look she great. Still with looks it. great. And everybody's supporting her. It's like I have like a few people supporting me about my issues. You've got like eighty thousand people. Any tweet that you make about your baldness, like, come on, yep. man. I like. And, and, you know, I, I'm obviously making a joke here. I know it's I know it's hard for her to to deal with the baldness thing, but anytime some kind of rich person is is making a big deal about their issues, I'm just like, okay, I know it's hurting, but it it's it's kind of ironic. It's kind of a little little difficult for me to feel bad for you. Because I'm still working on like paying rent the next month. <laughs> you you have like three houses. It's hard for me to feel bad for you. Like, yeah, my buddy, he's actually got alopecia too. You know why? Because he's got unexpected twins and he works his fucking ass off to try and pay for all the money it costs to deal with those two little youngsters. He's got, he's got, he's, he's going bald back to his fucking, like the back of his head. And whenever I first met him, he had a full head of hair. It's from stress. <laughs> like, you know, and I, I, once again, I'm not trying to like make, make light of somebody's suffering. I'm trying to compare 
like how difficult it is for somebody who is going through financial hardships to feel bad for any celebrity and to me yeah. it feels kind of it, it just it just feels kind of ridiculous to try and like like feel bad for somebody and let alone like feel so bad for somebody that you're going to support somebody assaulting somebody <laughs> to defend them from a joke that was made about that thing that you're supposed to feel bad for them for it's just like you're asking me for a lot yeah well and that's the the other thing too is comedy is a beautiful way to confront your challenges and that confront your insecurities and it's the only medium that allows you to actually look at suffering in the face and just laugh at it and realize that there's there's always something to to there's always a positive spin even if it's dark comedy there's a way to laugh at your own suffering um and and not let it have a lot of power over you so if you do take jokes, especially about hair loss, seriously to the point where you know you're wishing physical harm on others, it, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> and that's the other thing too is I I have no idea like I don't think Jada was expecting Will to go up and slap Chris Rock. In uh, the probably face. not. Like, I'm not going to blame her for that. Thing, I'm I, blaming yeah, Will like, for I don't it fully. Think that that was- yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, you have to be able to like laugh at the, the serious things in life because comedy is one of the few few things we have that allows us to kind of continue on in dark times. Um, but that so that brings me to a question that I wanted to ask you about this whole situation is because there's there's this mentality around comedy especially dark comedy where um people kind of believe that as long as you're trying to make a joke you're almost allowed to say anything that you want and if people don't like it that's their problem and not the comedians now i'm 100 percent on the side of anybody has the right to say anything that they ever want um and I think that that should always be the the precedent is any comedian has the right to say anything that they want, but just because they say something doesn't mean that you have to laugh or that you have to find it funny and doesn't mean that there shouldn't should never be consequences with a bad joke. I don't think this joke falls in that category whatsoever, but do you think that there is a line in comedy? And if there is, what do you think are the appropriate responses to somebody who maybe crosses a line? So this is essentially the, the core, the foundation of the, um, the cancel culture complaint from conservatives, the CCCC, (laughs) as it's been called by many people, um, actually just me. Um, so, I think it's silly to try and compare people getting upset by somebody saying something shitty 
with censorship. And I've, I've said this a, a mm-hmm. bunch of times recently. I don't know if I've said it on the cast, but um, censorship... This is this is you kind of like actually laid it out, and what people don't un, don't understand and don't make the connection to is, <clears throat> you mentioned that like everybody has the right to say and make jokes about whatever they want to say and make jokes about, or or say seriously about. The only constraints on that is if it's directly causing potential harm to somebody. So mm-hmm. if you try and directly incite violence on someone. That's not. That's no longer free speech. Yeah. Uh, that's no longer a right. If you, you know, the classic like fire in a crowded theater thing. If if there's no fire, that's not free speech. You know, there, there's there's very specific things that breach the right to, um, to to free speech. And these days, what people don't seem to understand is that. That's what censorship is referring to. And <laughs> I hate to tell you free speech people, but in America, we really don't censor people. You're not censored. The government is not censoring anybody mm-hmm. in America. And that's what censorship is. And that's what the right to free speech covers. If Twitter bans you, you're not getting censored. You're getting kicked off of a private company's platform. That private company has decided through free market decision-making processes, I will remind you, that you do not belong on their platform. Why do you think that they think that? Because they have a profit motive to keep people like you off of the platform. That is why the censorship that people are complaining about these days is free market censorship by companies that deem that the vast majority of their users don't want certain content on their shit. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so frustrating to me is that people are complaining about censorship and then out of the other side of their mouths bitching about government regulation and big government and that being the problem it's like dude you're the free market guy the fucking free market social media companies are the ones who are censoring you you dumb dumb <laughs> well and also like the precedent for canceling people like, that's that just, is not a left or right issue both sides people. have been doing that since time immemorial did they forget about the satanic panic i mean i still remember in my life when harry potter was canceled in my household yep and and how about dungeons and dragons yeah when when elvis went on tv back in like the 50s they would put a black bar at the bottom of the screen so you couldn't watch the lower half of his body dance because it was too risque (laughs) He couldn't see like, his pelvis moving. <laughs> for, there's so many people who believe that this is like a new phenomenon that we're that we're. How about up the against. Dixie and Chicks? Exact. That was gonna be another the fucking another Dixie example. Chicks who all the conservatives yeah. totally canceled because they were they were uh, criti- critical of the war in Iraq, <laughs> and mm-hmm. all the conservatives. 
made such a big deal about it that they weren't supporting the troops and they fucking canceled the Dixie Chicks. Conservatives have been canceling people since fucking time immemorial. Colin Kaepernick. That was what? Colin Kaepernick. 2015. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretending like cancel culture just started like a few years ago. It's like, no, this shit has been going on for a long time. And uh, it's not just the conservatives that do it. It's not just the the left that does it. Both sides do it. It's public shaming of people has been happening since the beginning of fucking civilization. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really stupid that suddenly people are bitching about cancel culture. And like like I say, I mean, I think that that's one of the things, like, since you and I grew up in these kind of, like, more traditionalist spaces, we remember this stuff of, like, like, I remember whenever my parents wouldn't even let me go, wouldn't even let me have Harry Potter books mm-hmm. or Same. see the movies, yeah. like, because of witchcraft, Mm-hmm. That was the big thing. My, Witchcraft. Lauren and I were actually just, it's funny that we're talking about this. Lauren and I were talking about this this morning. Um, it, she, she was not allowed to watch That So Raven growing up because Raven <laughs> because was a psychic was, and they yeah, thought that, that was a direct route to the, to the occult. Because a teenage psychic on Disney Channel is apparently like a satanic thing. Oh, man. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that is so funny, dude. Yeah. yeah, this 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 goes way back. Like this is not a new thing. Um, and I like I I agree with the rules that are in place, the ones that you laid out, which is if you are if you are actually threatening somebody, um, that is the line that can't be crossed. Well, there's actually but laws outside, that deal yeah, with these and there, things. And there are, and that's good. And and we should have those laws, but those laws, as far as I know, I don't see too many instances where those are enforced, especially like on a grand scale. Well, you know what you know what the ironic thing is? Is that, that? if what many of these uh conservative types who are really upset about um, you know, quote unquote censorship in social media. Cause a lot of times they'll take these arguments that I've made into account and they'll say like, well, Twitter and Facebook and all these things, they're public spaces. They should be counted as public spaces under the law and you have free speech rights under public spaces. Guess what's going to have to happen to make that a reality? government regulations <laughs> this is the thing this is the ironic thing is that and this is what actually happens in many situations is the it's it's the sort of horseshoe um uh theory of political ideologies where the as the extremes get more and more extreme they don't curve away from each other they start to curve back towards each other and this is one of the instances where as you get to the point of being one of those extreme free speech people who says, oh, no, this is a a public space. And, and you, you know, we should force these companies to allow anybody on them. Oh, OK, well, I guess so the government has to create a regulation to force these companies to allow certain types of people on and define what is and is not dangerous. 
so you have to give more power to the federal government, which is the exact opposite of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things, and 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 I I love to talk to people of all political stripes about these sorts of things because I am a big time political nerd, and it's what you find when you really really get into these things and you try your best to put aside your your biases and um and you know not and be objective about things, um it things are very nuanced they're very complicated and the first thing you'll you'll understand is you start to to look into things from an objective perspective and and look into kind of the boring nuance of everything is that you you don't know shit and you are first and foremost relying on people who've spent years and years studying things that you'll never be able to understand Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of almost choose your own biases because if if you if you just open yourself to one thing or another, you can find arguments that are very convincing for all sorts of different reasonings. And that's why yeah. there are different political leanings. But there is That's a good point. Yeah, to choose your like choose your biases and then just be very aware of those and be aware of your shortcomings be aware of like where you lack in knowledge if, um, but but understand that you know it's it's okay to have a position it's okay yeah. to have a strong position just understand that you're seeing it from one angle and there are other angles now a lot of other angles might be really really stupid mm-hmm. um but there are going to be other counterpoints to your stance um that are valid or at least you know come across as valid yeah and, and i think the biggest that's thing okay. about choosing that comes down to kind of what are your principles as far as like what matters and and what like a society should be going for but that's that's the big problem is that i think people have think that they have principles political principles but they they really it, it it they don't actually have principles based on that sort of like deep subtle nuances and and trying to figure out your biases based on that they have principles that are imposed upon them based upon their families or their friend groups or on their just general you know echo chambers that they exist in and mm-hmm. so i found that a lot of times whenever people think that they have principles you can you can kind of talk them around their principles to and and contradict them and even even i with me like i i have tried to nail down a sort of um general political philosophy that i try and go for but it's very difficult for me and i could probably do it in like a five paragraph essay format but to do it in in even you know a single paragraph or trying to explain it in a a minute or two it would be very very difficult for me to Mm -hmm. like nail down a general political philosophy that i have because i've i've seen just how how 
difficult it is to be right, to mm-hmm. true to be truly correct on these sorts of things about yeah. governance of a huge amount of human beings and yeah. how different it is in different areas, how varied people are and and how like how varied human behavior is how cultures um interact with different types of governance like it's the variables are so high that i i think it's actually just basically impossible for any one human being to have a quote-unquote right answer as to how to run a modern day society Mm -hmm. So all you can really do is have a general opinion on on how these things should go based upon what you feel to be right. And nobody wants to think that nobody wants to feel that way because they everybody wants to think that somebody knows what they're talking about. And the the true the true thing is, is that there's. There's a million facets, and nobody knows more than like ten or fifteen of those facets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you can if you can elevator pitch your politics, you do not have a strong argument yeah, you, on your politics. Yeah. Like, there's way too much uh, substance out there to, and you really do have to be an expert in so many fields to have a a strong position that's not to say that you can't believe in certain ideals and stand for certain things yeah, i, I know i certainly like do certain specific but things. just again understand there are still it's still going to be more complicated than than you probably think it is and your ideal is just that it's an ideal that has to you know be brought down to the ground and implemented and there's a lot of details that need to be worked out in that sense and that's fine. I'm, I'm like my, I myself am kind of an idealist. I have these certain, this certain way that I want government to function and society to function. Um, and it's not, I don't have all of the detailed answers of how we get there, but it's an ideal that's, that I think is worth working toward, but that's just the start is, is having something to, having a goal to work toward and then you you do try to figure out how to get there and uh, it's going to be way more complicated than you usually think it it is um initially um and that's okay but all at the same time i think people have to stop pretending like they know what the fuck is happening all the time because the vast majority of us don't even the people who are experts in their field usually don't know what the fuck is going on um i've had a couple people ask me about ukraine (laughs) (laughs) which there's definitely like i don't know there's there's the simple answer of like yeah putin's a a bitch and he's he's (laughs) definitely in the wrong (laughs) but hot take do you know like i don't know the the entire history of those two countries i have no idea what what like how the government of Ukraine functions compared to to Russia. I don't understand all of the cultural nuances, the historical nuances. Um, I have a I have a position on that, but it's limited. It's automatically things. going to be limited, and it's idealistic, and that's okay. But too many people are pretending like they know what's going on, and uh, they need to to shut up because um, that's 
way above all of our pay grades. Well, here's here's an example in that situation that is actually very interesting. Um, so have you heard the the idea of uh, doing a no-fly zone over Ukraine? Yes, I, I have, and I 100% disagree with it as I understand things now. Yes, so um, I, I've been hoping that that... that message has been getting out there more and more because it is a it, it obviously it's become a, a kind of cultural thing especially on the left to be pro-ukraine and um even even a lot a lot on the right too um it, there's there's been this weird um uh, sect of the right who's been pro-putin i think it's because of fucking tucker carlson mostly it's um, weird yeah it's super weird don't understand that super weird there's been a few right-wing pundits who've been uh who've been chilling for for putin um including fucking tulsi gabbard weirdly enough yeah she's she's um, she's become kind of a, a character hasn't dude, she she's fucking she's flip-flopped almost completely on all of is, her campaign stances yeah, <laughs> like is a, a couple nut. years ago but uh Weird. but yeah i liked her so, too I, that was a sad one i, I, I know i remember you liking like, her shit, where it was like what what <laughs> this is this is nothing like what you were saying a year and a half ago i know she's a weird one she's a weird one but uh but yeah so i think that most people in in america have been uh you know pro-ukraine in general and there's been this idea because americans are are uh, they're very reactionary and so you know we're gung-ho for ukraine so when we hear no fly zone over ukraine we're just like yeah fuck that we're do sanctions no fly zone fuck yeah but people don't realize that the russians are regularly doing combat uh, aerial operations over ukraine and if America was to declare a no-fly zone over Ukraine right now, that would require us to actively shoot down Russian planes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's direct military involvement it would be, in this thing. It, we are so, now at war with Russia. Yeah, so, so people don't understand that America declaring a no-fly zone over Ukraine is the exact same thing as America declaring war on Russia. Which most people don't want. Uh, I don't know if you saw this uh, this very interesting poll that came out a little while ago, where they took the, the they took the this set of people and they asked them two different questions and it was like, do you support a no fly zone over Ukraine? And then it was like sixty eight percent or something like that did. And then the next question was, would you support it if it meant war with Russia? And it flip-flopped to like 32%. <laughs> and uh, 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 that, that made the rounds a little bit, but it didn't... Sounds about as, right. Yeah, it didn't make as big of a hubbub if I was, as I was hoping. Because, yeah, I think that most people just don't understand that a no-fly zone over Ukraine is literally us declaring war on Russia. And we don't want mm -hmm. to do that. <laughs> we're, we're doing the damage we need to with yeah. the sanctions they're 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 getting fucked up by these sanctions and it's a bummer to see the ukraine or i shouldn't say the ukraine i i, I always 
I thought it was the Ukraine, but I actually read this. This was interesting. Apparently, saying the U Ukraine is actually kind of a Russian thing that implies that it's a region of Russia. Whereas saying oh, Ukraine, like the name of the Russia is Ukraine. So saying the Ukraine is like trying, it, it implies that you're referring to a region of something else. Yeah. So I've been trying that to. That makes sense. Yeah. For some reason, I got that stuck in my head. I don't know where it came from. But <laughs> when you uh, were saying the Ukraine, I was wondering where that was coming from. I know. I know. I think like, it, I think it was from a movie or something I watched <laughs> whenever I was a kid because I, I I for some reason had that stuck in my head and I remember re I I read this like um uh I'm pretty sure during like the Crimean invasion um. But yeah, it's ultimately we got to be kind of, um, you know, we, we got to be careful about this sort of thing. We can't just directly involve ourselves with another yeah. superpower, or another fucking nuclear armed nation. So we got to be careful about how we deal with this situation. And just because, um, you know, it sucks that. Uh, you know, Ukraine is is getting fucked up right now. It doesn't mean we can just go to war. <laughs> That's just not yeah, exactly. not how things go. Yeah, and unfortunately, Russia has done this for a reason. That's why they didn't want Ukraine in NATO. And mm -hmm. that's why they weren't too upset that, like, you know the fucking like latvia or lithuania were in nato yeah because you got ukraine down there they and got... that was never a smart decision either way of, of keep keeping keep on pushing nato um closer and closer to russia was never oh. a good idea well here's but... the thing here's the thing is that those countries they wanted to be in nato for this exact reason absolutely but that's it's the thing is that, i'm just saying from when you're NATO, looking out and you see like okay what is going to trigger russia that is that is a surefire way to do it but if nato doesn't go doesn't go <laughs> towards russia then these other countries are like please <laughs> kind of protect the, us it's such don't, a don't and this is the thing that we swallow us yeah like, this is the whole point it's though really, is, it's a hard it's super complex is, yeah like i said like when you get into these situations it's so nuanced and so mm -hmm. difficult there's no yeah. easy answer to any of it there is not it's no you know what's no so fucking answer. funny though is we started out this conversation saying funny. thank God for Will Smith and Chris Rock for giving <laughs> us a distraction from all the other shit, and somehow we used that to slide back into Russia and Ukraine. I actually <laughs> warned you, or I, at least I told you. Maybe maybe you didn't take it as a warning. I was giving it as a warning that I told uh, that, I, that I I wanted to get into some of the more serious stuff with you later in the conversation. So I gave See, I you. The we were heads talking. Up. I, I understood the cancel culture. Like that's what I was kind of thinking about. I still. I am still curious about if you think that comedy can cross a line um, and, you know, what an appropriate response is if it does. Because that's that's like the serious side of the Chris Rock, Will Smith can, fiasco. Can comedy is, cross a line? Can a... Because there... Can one... So can, let me ask, can, can one party, can one particular, um, you know, thing 
um, you know, there's say there's an imaginary line and the other person says you shouldn't cross this line, but the person says, I, well, I want to cross that line because that's where I, I have crossed that line in the past and I, I think that I belong in that territory, so I'm going to cross that line anyways. And the other person says, no, I'm going to resist you crossing that line and then I'm going to smack you for crossing that line. <laughs> And then the other person says, well, maybe I'm going to keep on going across that line, regardless of you smacking me. And you can keep smacking me, but I've got more, more people than you can smack to cross this line. So I'm going to take <laughs> this territory. I'm done. I'm done. Are we talking about Russia and Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, I. Which I one do. of those people is NATO? <laughs> let's just say, let's just say his name is Nate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So, I would say that that comedians can absolutely cross lines and and say things that aren't cool. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm just saying, um, is there a line? Is there a particular if somebody line? Cro- so it, it's a hard question to even ask because it, everything is really so subjective with comedy because certain people are going to be offended by by lots of different things. Um, but in this situation, is it ever okay for Will Smith to go up and slap Chris Rock in the face over a direct? joke i don't think that gi jane is the direct joke to to slap somebody over i mean but if you're gonna be a risky if you're gonna be a very risky comedian and i definitely think that there's things that he could say that would deserve a smacking but it would be like it would be so egregious that everybody in the audience would be ready to smack him like i don't think there's anything that would like that would be like bad enough that will had to like white knight for jada Mm -hmm. and get up there and do it um i mean the only thing that i could say that i thought i actually think there was a couple people that said that "Eh, maybe chris was going for this um i think that if if maybe if you made some cuck jokes (laughs) Maybe if he made some cuck jokes, maybe I could see. But even then, like maybe maybe your wife should keep me out of her mouth. Uh, no, I the best one that I saw from Twitter was uh, I thought that in this this would have been the golden joke if Chris Rock said this afterwards. He's like, why couldn't you just keep your cool? Everybody else who slept with Jada in the audience could. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. that still hasn't been... crossed the line, though. <laughs> oh man, no, that, that that like that's the thing is I I don't think I could think of any like actual joke like yeah it's hard if to. it's I mean, if it's, it's if it's a if it's question. a genuinely like trying to be funny thing I I have a really hard time thinking of something um, maybe if he was a white dude and he called him the n word or something like that like yeah like like but even then that's that's no longer in joke territory that's just being hurtful. 
So like if it, if it if is until it crosses the territory into like deliberately hurtful. Like yeah. Calling her GI Jane that's a fucking joke. Like mm-hmm. come on. That's not being like intentionally hurtful. Once again it goes back to the woman being super fucking rich and and you know <laughs> it's 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 not come on. Come on. You can't be that sensitive. So it's it unless you're being like really really fucked up, I I can't imagine, and even then, I can't I I once again can't really imagine that much that would that would, uh, um, validate somebody getting up in the middle of the performance and hitting him. So yeah. no, I'm I'm fully, I'm fully on team Chris here. I say fuck. Oh, Jim. fuck. Yeah, you, fuck you Will Smith in this situation. Um. Yeah. But man, great, great, great entertainment. Great entertainment. I'm glad that nobody's pressing charges. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it's just, just for us to enjoy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I still. Yeah, it's I. I I've. I, I, I I pay attention to too many serious things. Maybe I should pay more attention to celebrity bullshit because it's really really funny. And most of the stuff that I pay attention to is just ugh. Oh my god. What? No. It's just so bad. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of a lot of dark things out there. Oh man. And uh I don't know. I've I've definitely been trying to to get away from you know politics is one of them you know try to stay informed as much as possible but not get you drag, from it dragged while, into it you? You, you, you pulled, yeah i mean you pulled I, like back a while ago yeah like with ukraine i kind of had to hop back in and just brush <laughs> up on what was going on Bo and i um, used to have the occasional political debate a little bit and especially during the 2020 elections mm-hmm. and um as many people got really political around that time and uh and he had to he had to pull back a little bit it's just it's toxic man and and again it's it goes back to like the more you learn the real the more you realize you don't know and yeah and uh and the more frustrating while it's just this isn't this isn't worth it this is not worth my time this isn't worth the the stress and the frustration that comes along with it yeah um there are there are plenty of other parts of life that are way more enjoyable um and way less serious and so why not focus on those things yeah um well and it's okay if you're if you're nothing not everything has to be important that's kind of what i'm learning the older i get is not you don't have to like time is precious but it's not so precious that you need to fill it with super important things all the time it's good to sit back relax waste time in a very fun way in a in an unproductive but enjoyable way there's nothing wrong with that and that's usually where where life is the uh the most fun yeah uh yeah there's too much there's too much shit going on in the world these days and you can really get bogged down by it and i know i have and uh it, it hasn't done anything to to help me at all so yeah, and that's that's one thing that I always tried to explain to people when they're talking to me about politics is that like uh, 
I enjoy politics, which is which is not really what most people do. And I think that you've experienced that. I think that a lot of my friends have experienced that. Where they'll they'll like they'll get into politics for this reason or that, uh, like for for a particular time period. But like their their interest really like like spikes and then goes down very quickly and and really it most mostly makes them upset or makes them mad or frustrated and or tired but i just i've always enjoyed politics i haven't since i was 15 and so i and i've always followed it and so i and i'm in, i i enjoy a lot of the the much more boring things like i watched the entire um, Supreme Court hearing, like, or I shouldn't say the entire thing because it was like forty hours, but I'd say I probably watched thirty of the forty hours of the hearing. I, I, I that maybe, about thirty yeah, hours more than I did. Yeah, whatever it is, like like seventy to eighty percent of it, many many hours of the hearing. I had it going on the whole week while I was working and everything, and you know, I I like. Do, I like that sort of thing. I, I enjoy politics. I enjoy the boring stuff. I watch C-SPAN and shit. I listen to talk radio. But that's the thing is you're not uh, you're not into politics unless you like the very boring aspects of politics. That's the thing is that like that that's what I try to explain to people is that, is as we've been talking like if you're really really excited about a certain thing my advice to you is tone it down a little bit for your own sake, for your own expectations. Like, don't get excited over anything in politics. Don't get emotional over anything because the most boring things usually happen. And if something is made to, to like give you emotion in the political sphere, it's because they want you to be riled up for something because they just want you to vote for something or something mm-hmm. like that or donate. That's the purpose. The vast, vast majority, 99% of the political actions are very, very boring. So don't get too emotionally attached to politics. If you're interested in it, great. If you're not interested in it, just try to vote. Just try to vote yeah. your conscience, conscience and you know maybe talk to your... Uh, most politically informed friend, hopefully not politically informed from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, don't yeah don't do the responsible too, thing. Yeah, like, just try like, to be responsible. Look at the candidates' it, platforms. Like just yeah, the most you can do is vote or donate. You, Those are the only things yep. you can fucking do. <laughs> There's nothing yep. else you can do. Or I guess run. You can run for office. You can vote, or you can donate. That's all you can do politically speaking in the political sphere i mean there's things that you can do to change certain things obviously i mean the protesting is a a thing but protesting isn't really a political thing these days it doesn't really do a whole lot in the in the political sphere it does a lot in the public you know conversational sphere but it, it takes something like a nationwide protest like the the black lives matter protest which is you know that's been 
one in like 10 years you know you're Mm -hmm. not just gonna fucking go out and be a singular person and protest something and make a difference yeah so and that's why we like that's why we shouldn't be i mean it's weird because i I don't want to say that we shouldn't be involved because obviously people should be knowledgeable and and should stand for what they believe in and and should want us to progress and, and get better um as a nation but i don't think we should pay as much attention to all of this bullshit as we do because you're right like all we the only power that we have is in our vote unless we're really going to do something actionable which is like running for political office yeah or starting some kind of pack or something <laughs> Well, you and know, the that funny ta- thing. that's like you're, that means that your your entire career is going to be wrapped up in yeah. in you're one changing strategic. Your life. Yeah, exactly. So unless you are willing to do that, be in you know stay informed, which is usually like have have a set of principles that you believe in that are constant and not going to change each election cycle, and then once you have that established, fucking get out of it let politics be politics if you enjoy it if you're into it like you are then you know use it as entertainment use it to grow but otherwise pay it no mind and and yeah i don't want other things to i don't watch other netflix get it, get i watch fucking late i watch like political shit you know that's that's like my my version of entertainment tv um and and but the the one thing that i'll say is that if you actually want to know what's what's going on, like like you said, and like I've said, get yourself figure out what your principles are from a political standpoint. And when the elections show up, spend an afternoon looking at the candidates. You mm-hmm. can easily yep. find things. You can spend a single afternoon, two or three it hours. It does not. Yeah, the, it does not take most. long. Most you could probably do it in in, in an hour figure out you know all the different candidates on your ballot and where they would would stand you don't have to research everything that they've done there's probably people out there who've done those researches for you so you know regardless of where you fit on the spectrum whether you're a liberal or conservative or moderate you know or 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 maybe your your beliefs are behind a single or a few issues excuse me a few issues you know, figure out where you stand and look it up a little bit and, and vote your conscience and vote, you know, where your principles are. And that's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an afternoon's worth of work, really, mm-hmm. when you really break it down. I, and, and maybe, uh, it, you know, have a few long walks to yourself to think about what you really yeah. believe in <laughs> in this situation. And, you know, it's, I think that this country would be so much better if everybody did that. And, and it's not that, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more on the liberal side. And there's a lot of people that I know that are a little bit more on the conservative side. I think that it's not so much that, oh, yeah, everybody would come to think that I, the way that I think. I th- that's not it, it at all. I think that if everybody took a little bit of time to really think about how they feel about these issues 
and and just do a little soul searching and and vote the way they feel and and take in the the nuance effect of like yeah not everybody thinks the way that i do these are you know we're all working together on this stuff i think that that this country would be so much better if we could all do just put a little bit of effort into that and also understanding too like that the one thing that you the only thing that you can control in all of this is your response to what's happening to other people um and as long as you can just control yourself especially when it comes to like getting into political discussions with friends and family and people that you disagree with if you understand you're not you're probably not going to change most people's minds you can you can come into an argument with as many facts and statistics as you want they're going to go in one ear and out the other usually the one thing that you can control is how you respond to the people that you're talking to um you know having compassion with people um having humility in in discussions and that's going to um get us all i think a little bit closer to being uh, i want to say the middle <laughs> i feel like even <laughs> saying moderate or the middle is almost yeah, politically that, charged yeah, but it's that, it's at least going to give a us a uh, a common ground to to stand on as opposed to going up to somebody and yelling your truths into their face you know thinking you're going to guilt them into uh believing the same way that you do I it's not going to happen to the place where we're working together instead of against exactly each other. yeah and and you can have good conversations with people if you start off on the right foot, which is usually when you're humble and admit that you don't have all the answers, but can clearly spell out why you believe what what you believe, you know, why you think certain policies are better than others and admit where your shortcomings are. And that that will lend itself into a really good conversation with people. And even if you completely disagree with the other person you you'll be able to you'll both be able to walk away from that conversation better if you you know just keep a level head and are able to discuss things and agree to disagree in certain areas um and then let that be that and go back to your normal life and find other things to enjoy because like you said like i said unless you really like the boring aspects of this stuff just stay out of it because you're not going to know that what's going on. <laughs> you're not going to be as informed as you ever think you are. And uh, it's it's kind of a waste of time um, unless you really spend a shitload of time diving into all of the nuances. And it's going to be a lot more boring than you're than you expect it to be. Yeah. So that's my two cents on it. I do have a question. I know we're getting you know we're past an hour at this point but i do have a question while we're on this topic because i saw something in the news the other day all right all and right. Uh, i haven't heard anything about it but is daylight saving time is that finally going to be a thing of the past buddy daylight savings time is over is it officially over now it is over oh dude that makes me so happy that is a beautiful beautiful thing so i have uh interestingly enough heard i i listened to an entire 
podcast about a guy. Oh, shush. Athena. <laughs> yeah, I got to get off here soon because this gal's wanting to go out. But um, I heard an actual um, a, a detractor, a person who was saying that it's not good to do universal daylight savings time, and he made a pretty strong argument for it. Now, this is this is interesting because I actually agree with this guy because at first I was like, fuck, fuck you, dude. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm going to kick you in the balls. But then I found out that he actually agrees with me and I find that I actually disagree with this decision. This is a problem to me. Wow. All right. And here's hear why. It. Here's why. This is once again... I'm a nuanced fella. I, I, I take in all the shit into account. And this is what I've said for a long time, but they fucked it up, and I don't know why they did this. Because what they did is the bill puts the entire country on permanent daylight savings time. That's not what you should do. You should put it on a state-by-state -state basis. Because there are states specifically states up in the north who may need daylight savings time places like maine especially like alaska montana these are places that actually benefit from daylight savings time florida should not have daylight savings time most of the places i would i mean just like spitballing here i would say most of the places below like the fucking great lakes shouldn't have daylight savings time so it's the vast majority of the country. But there are a few states that seem to actually benefit from this change. And I think that this is a situation, as is, I actually am I'm a fan of this with many situations. This is actually where I uh, differ from a lot of liberals. Um, I am a little bit more of, of, a, um, of, of, a, of a states kind of person, a localized government kind of person. So I think that the issue of daylight savings time should be left up to the states. And each individual state should decide. And honestly, probably since a lot of the Midwestern states are huge, I actually think it should probably be something that is left up to like individual counties. But that would probably be a little bit too difficult. That would so be pretty, pretty I tricky. Think that but that states, does, it does make sense statewide. States are probably I don't know the, the arguments. best way to do it. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know the arguments for or against, um, like keeping daylight saving time. Well, some places around, up north, with with permanent daylight like saving time, they're gonna have some weird fucking days. <laughs> like <laughs> way up north, they're gonna have some days that are very strange, as far as like you know, very. I I forget which one it is, but it's either very late or very early sunrises. Gotcha. Because they're, yeah. you know, we're we're pretty far north as far as like the globe is concerned uh, mm -hmm. in the in the northern part of the U.S. and like I said, especially Alaska. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't make any sense because we're a huge country. You know, it doesn't make any sense in Miami, but it may make a lot of sense in Maine because yeah. those are are fucking many <laughs> degrees of um, latitude <laughs> away. That's a fair point. It, it, but so with the legislation that passed, is it just federally there's not like as far as I know, it's, just it's permanent just, daylight saving as time. As far as I know, it's everywhere. To the states to 
I don't now think decide so. from there whether or not they want to keep it or I don't know how it all worked out. I just I saw the headline. I looked into it a little bit. I got really excited. Um, and I know I'm excited, like too, but Carolina, I live in Florida. It's a it's a good positive. So uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the whole I just wanted to double check. But yeah, it's 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 the whole fucking country. Wow. I mean, that makes sense. It, it, that's a that's a good argument, but I'm happy with the decision i am too as it affects me i'm happy yeah that's that's the thing is that you know i want to i want to uh i want to stick up for the people who don't necessarily gain the benefit like i do i fucking hate daylight savings time in florida yeah it's the dumbest fucking thing ever i just dealt with it just the other day you know how annoying it was (laughs) to it's so obnoxious to wake up on Monday morning and being like, oh, what? I didn't get as much sleep. Why is it so late? Why is it so bright? Oh, yeah, because the fucking clocks move back. Yep. <laughs> it's horrible. I hate it. There's no reason to do it here in Florida at all. And there's probably no yeah, reason Florida's to do it in, in North Carolina. <laughs> And, you know, we're damn near near we're damn near the fucking equator. Like we're not that far away. Yeah, it's we're a huge, fine. We're a we're huge country. So yeah, that's that's why I actually am. That that's one of the big reasons why I'm I'm uh, in a lot of cases, not every case. I think that the federal government has a big big role, um, but in a lot of cases, I think that that it is important for a state by state. A sort of rule on on many uh, mm-hmm. of these subtle instances of uh, laws and regulations. Yeah, when um, it comes to like civil rights and things like that, all yeah, for no, that, yeah, passing that's, that, that's federal. That's federal federal protections. Y- yeah, but yeah. fucking the lay the hammer yeah, down. I, all you got, all you motherfuckers, got to deal with that. Yeah, um, but there's again, there's nuances. There's a balance to strike. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, there's a lot more to these things than uh, than most of us know and, and realize. Yeah, it's really difficult to actually nail it down. But, you know, that may be um, another podcast for us another <laughs> day. I think that we've uh, we've gone on long enough. We've talked uh, talked as, as, as many ears off as we could. And uh, I appreciate you coming in on short notice and chatting with me dude i'm glad we got to do this This me too man me too this has been great and uh thank you to everybody who uh stuck with us this whole time we (laughs) really ran the gamut there (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah this is gonna be a fun one (laughs) you know the slap and the politics yep (laughs) oh boy well thanks everybody for listening check out the links i will uh i'll send you the links for Bo, he by the way he is a photographer and he has all these uh all these other great things going on so i'll link that stuff <laughs> and uh no, if, well, if, thanks, you, if you don't know about that check out our other episodes with him Bo is a regular guest on here and i plan on having him on many more times so great i'm all for it man i'm happy to be on <laughs> again i appreciate it brother all righty check y'all again next week bye everybody bye guys